0: Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 38 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business, and more, and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we find ourselves in at the moment. We've got a very good guest for a changing world today, and I think you're going to find her very interesting with what she has to say. But first, I must welcome my co-host, Kathleen Dunn in Kitchener. Welcome, Kathleen. And would you like to say hello to our audience and introduce our guest? Over to you.
1: Thanks, Peter. And hello, everyone. And uh, we so appreciate you tuning in to our show. And of course, as always, we enjoy having your comments. So please, by all means, keep them going. And uh, yes, today we do have special guest with us. Her name is Lucy Fournier. She is a coach and we'll get into the types of coaching that she provides in just a moment. But first, welcome Lucy. Hi Kathleen. Hi Peter. Hi you? Lucy. So so Lucy, let's, let's uh, have you tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background and what you do.
2: Well, I have um, a very large background. I'm a registered nurse for over 35 years. And um, I also uh, have a degree in psychology and uh, have went, went back to school in my mid-40s and became an Wow. Um, but more in the last five years, um, I, I have got my certification with Jack Canfield and become a certified trainer. So um, quite a large background, um, medicine and natural health, and uh, now looking to, to help people get along and make some changes in their life.
1: Excellent how did, how did, tell us how you first got into coaching? What attracted you to that profession? Um, I think for the
2: most part, I was doing coaching throughout my entire career because i uh, part of my job as a nurse uh, was to go into workplaces and um, and uh, counsel people at work um, so i 've always been coaching and um, i 've always liked being a part of someone making a change in their lives and feeling like i 've been able to help them other than the nursing part of it so um it's always intrigued me and then i you know did, I've, I've always had a coach for myself um and i just think it's such a great thing for everybody to have one in their back pocket and so i decided to um do the training and offer that as a service
0: wow very good and that that uh, you got the whole deal you look after the body and the mind and the soul so that's a, a good combination <laughs> lucy lucy i've had a look at at your websites plural and uh you have a lot of content there, but it seems to me you have several different types of coaching as well, or you you provide several different types. So tell us a little more more about the types of coaching you do.
2: So just to say true to my my career, I do coaching at the workplace. Um, So I'll be um, coaching uh, performance wise with managers or supervisors um, in order to increase their performance level to meet Mm -hmm. some targets. Um, Also in the workplace, I also help people if they have a personal goal, um, then I can help them do that as well. Um, So that's uh, Fournier Disability and Health Management Solutions. And then um, I offer coaching on a very personal level if you have a life challenge or if you want to start a small business. Um, So I offer those two types of coaching under fourniercoaching.com. Um, and in, in that particular coaching website as well, as I also offer mindful coaching, which is a coaching where it, it revolves around take care of yourself, which a lot of us get too busy to do, we don't do a you know, good enough job at it. Um, so that's, that's a really big thing. And I think today we're talking a lot about that we're making ourselves a priority. So um, I thought that was quite um, important to, to add. Um, I also have a Fournier Holistic Healing and it's a very spiritual coaching program where, you know, I help people just develop their skills, whether that's balancing their chakras, meditating, visualizing, um, using um, pendulums and dowsing, homeopathy is a part of that. So it's quite a broad spectrum of coaching uh, options, really.
0: Wow. Oh, just a, a quick follow-up one on the business uh, work environment coaching, you go out to workplaces there, do you? Or do you do that from your base or both?
2: I've always gone out to the workplace. Um, now, unfortunately, with, with uh, COVID, obviously, I'm, um, I'm doing this more virtual than anything. But sure. uh, my career has always been, I go to a different company almost every day of the week mm-hmm. and offer services um,
1: to them on site.
0: Wow. Kathleen, and- over to you.
1: So, Lucy, for those people that are entrepreneurs and small business owners that could use some extra help, what kind of coaching do you provide for them? What what would they expect from you if they came to you and asked for some coaching? Um, it really
2: depends on what or where they're starting from. I love to coach um, small business people where they're just starting, where they have this um, you know they have this vision of where they want to go, and I, I love that. and my next second uh, most favorite spot is helping them grow beyond just the initial stage. So for me, it's, it's depends on where they're at, but I always like to make sure they have a really great solid foundation to build their business on. Um, I think that's very important. And we're all going to be gung ho to get started, but I think the strongest foundation is the best to make sure that you can become successful in the future.
0: All right. <clears throat> So now I've got one for you because of the very strange times we live in with the shutdowns and worries about the virus. Um, a lot of people are struggling either because they've lost their job or they've been uh, had to take a different type of job or they're working from home. Their whole lives have been up, <coughs> upside turned upside down and kids at home. So I, I would guess that's putting a lot of pressure on some people that they didn't have before. Are you picking that up in your contacts with people who need coaching?
2: Absolutely. It's very interesting because we have, I've, I felt that there's people that I get that were affected right away with COVID. And now I'm starting to see um, a lot of professionals starting to be affected now, you know, three months into it. Mm-hmm. Because we all thought there's a short time frame on this, right? So that's how we kind of managed it is, well, this will go away. But we're finding that because we're still in this, this whole COVID, you know, um, guidelines and structure that, it's now starting to really take a toll on those people that are very strong individuals and they're starting to realize that they're being affected by this at this stage. So we've got two things really kind of going on. Um, So I see both.
0: Yep. I'm not a coach, but I I do talk to a lot of people. and, And what I see coming out is, real fear. And I I think, you know, a little bit about my background. I've lived with real serious fear for a lot of my life in a different part of the world. And I'm seeing now people are are really suffering from fear. And, and that worries me. Um, How would you, what would be your word of advice for someone who feels who's watching this video, maybe in a week's time, who feels fear more than anything, what would you suggest to them?
2: Um, Stop watching the news. Yeah. Stop watching the feeds. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I think the the issue with all of that is there's just so much messaging around it that you don't know what's what's honestly the truth because um, I don't know that anybody really has the truth at this point um, there's so many mixed messages and I, and I just say to people, you know you have to stop some of that information coming in so you can start to feel a little bit more calm and relaxed about it but while we continue to have these Messages bombarding us at every level. It's, it's no wonder we're feeling like we're a little frazzled, you know Um, And I'm not any different. It's like I have to minimize that um, Kind of feed that input because
1: it's just too much to handle.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Now Kathleen back to you
1: So so Lucy I know that on your website you have you mentioned about four different types of of coaching which you delved into in a, a little bit so Tell us, do any of those kind of marry together? So if you're working with a business owner and, you know, the mindful type of coaching, do you find that that overlaps in how you deliver your coaching?
2: I think so. Because for me, it's really about treating the person from a holistic perspective, right? It's, it's, um, it's treating them on a totality of issues. So as much as I offer small business coaching and I offer personal coaching, at the end of the day, we're, we're dealing with individuals. And so I like to deal with everything that's going on. But I think people initially come to see a coach based on something they need. So if it's a small business or they have a, you know, they want to change their careers, that's their initial thought as to why they come for coaching. But in reality, we're dealing with all kinds of emotions and issues that are going on with that person. So they tend to just, um, yeah, blend very nicely. So as much as I have topics really... We're just dealing with the person
1: with a whole bunch of issues. Sure. Any one of us, really, right? Oh, yeah. And you also do group coaching as well because you have a yeah. nice facility where you're located. And um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm just actually uh, really interesting.
2: that uh, I just joined up with a gentleman out of Ganonokwe. And um, we've, um, we're have we wanting to give, uh, obviously, some group coaching offer some seminars in the community. We're just waiting for things to open back up again, but um, it, it just depends on, the, on your level of um, comfort. Uh, for me, I'm not a really great group coaching person to sit in a, in a group, but some people like the dynamics of having more than one person say, yeah, that happens to me. Yes, I know that too. You know, So it just depends on the personality, right? It, um, so some people are much more private and some people are just, I'm open to share. So it just depends on where they're at, but Group coaching is a good way to get a lot of people together to talk about the same subject and feeling like you're not alone in that challenge. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. You, you were talking about the um, side of your coaching, holistic medicine and spirituality. Um, that's an interesting one. I'm involved in a church. I'm not going to start preaching religion here, but I, there's a parallel. And I've been talking to other churches. And of course, we've all been broadcasting services on Zoom because we've been stopped from having live services. And I was talking to a pastor from one fairly big church, much bigger than our little one, and said, what do you think is going to happen when it goes? He says, well, the first thing we're going to do is we have to keep going with Zoom because people like it. And some people, he said, I reckon 10 to 15% of our congregation will not come back to church. Some of them will continue with Zoom. He said, but what's interesting, we have picked up visitors on Zoom who've never been in our church or any other church. And some of them will start coming to church. So we that was the start of conversation. He then said, there is a seems to be with people sitting at home and with the fear and the worry over the virus there seems to be a, an awakening of people asking questions what it's all what's it all about what's the meaning of life and not necessarily from a religious point but an overall spiritual point are you seeing that as well
2: yes i am and i, and I think sometimes we can, we can walk down that path and go a little too far and i think that's sure. when we go a little too far We gotta bring ourselves back a little bit but yeah you have to, I think there's always a meaning to everything that goes on in the world um and I'm not talking religious you know we sure. all come from different backgrounds but spiritually I think there's an understanding that the world ticks the way it ticks for a reason yeah COVID here for a reason mm-hmm. we're zooming for a reason so I look at all that as saying I can explain where I'm at in life based on what's happening around me with with a good measure of um objectivity really and right. that. And deep objectivity in the sense that it's not just, it, this isn't just happening to me because it's COVID and it's happening to the rest of the world. There's a major shift going on in this world.
0: Yep, Yeah.
2: But a lot of people are just looking at COVID as, oh, it's a, it's a pandemic and, and it'll just go away. But I'm thinking it's a lot deeper than that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so I love to talk at that level,
1: uh, but not everybody's there, right?
0: Sure, like, sure,
1: sure. Yeah. <clears throat> that there's a lot of people right now, Lucy, revisiting their whole life, just mm-hmm. just just you know thinking about where they've been and where they want to go Absolutely. and this is probably where having a coach would be so wonderful and and so helpful to them to try to help figure it out right. so, you know the people that are in that nine to five and are just so miserable with their their work, their career right. want to embark on something else, they don't know how to make it happen, but they just know their life right now is not fulfilling to them. And your, people like you are out there to try and, and delve deeply into that person and draw out answers that they already probably already know within themselves, right? Right. It's a,
2: good, yeah, it's, it's a good time for all of us to reflect on our lives, really. And this is what I say to people. We don't have to spend an enormous amount of time on it unless you choose to but you need to reflect. Are you where you're supposed to be? Are you in the right relationship? Are you in the right job? Are you doing your life's work? And and we need to ask ourselves those really hard questions now because the universe is saying to us, listen, we're stopping the world for a reason. Have a look. And are you, you know, for me, it's like, take a look. What's going on? Are you gonna make a change? And if you look at your life and you go, it's perfect just the way it is, good for you. Good for you, because that's that's an awesome place to be. But a lot of us aren't there, so a lot of us do want to make some changes. And now's the time. It's a perfect time. It's a perfect time.
0: I I would throw in there when I look back at the ups ups and downs on in my life that even for those who think everything is going well and and going really good, that doesn't last forever, as we all know. It can change, you know, in the blink of an eye. So. No matter how good things are, I still need to keep your eyes open and uh, and have a yeah, have an open outlook. Yeah, for sure.
2: I agree, but I, I think people need to have the awareness first. Yes. Right, because unfortunately, there's a lot of people that that are on this earth that are walking around blind. And yeah. and I've been blind myself. So it's when you're ready for that change, when you're willing to say, okay, my life's not the best it can be, then there's like a little light bulb goes off, and then it kind of goes. Well, what else can I do to make it better? That's where we need people to be, right? We right. need to be people to be thinking a little bit more <laughs> than usual.
0: Absolutely. I've got another, Kathleen. Have you got something for Lucy? Or... I I've was got one.
1: let to make a comment, Peter, because I have worked with Lucy. Um, I
0: know.
1: And when Lucy and I have wonderful conversation, she's a fabulous coach for those of you listening and tuning in this show. Um, we have had some wonderful heart to hearts where she is able to just draw out of me things that I already knew, but I just, I just wasn't in my conscious awareness, you know? And, um, so I, I just, I just think you're fabulous at at that Lucy. And I've walked away from our conversations, absolutely pumped and feeling invigorated because I feel like I'm on, okay, now I've got it. I'm on the right track. So I just wanted to I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> That's
2: so nice, Kathleen. Thank you. It's always um, so heartwarming to know that you can make a difference in people's lives, mm-hmm. honestly. And it gives me chills just to know that, that I, I could do that for you. And it's, oh. it's not, nothing has to be earth shattering. It just needs to shift you a little bit and that mm-hmm. you can make the change you want to make, right? Absolutely.
1: And you're Very awesome good. a lot. i awesome. do you, Peter.
0: Well, I'm just going to add to what you said, not that I've worked closely with Lucy at all. We've only met once or twice, but I've seen how bubbly Kathleen is off to some of her conversations with you and, uh, and what she's had to tell me. And uh, so there's even more proof of results. What I was going to ask is, is leading on from that, um, Lucy, that we meet at networking events. We see things on social media that anyone and everyone can claim to be a coach and they've done this course or that course and they're certified in this and that and the next thing. And when you look at the age of some of them, with all due respect to younger people and you read a little bit about their experience, you you sort of have to have reservations about how good they can be. So what would your advice, obviously we'd like people needing a coach to come and talk to you, but maybe someone in California is a bit too far away. What would be your advice to our listeners and viewers if they, if they want to talk to a coach, what should they, how should they check that coach out?
2: Well, I think the number one thing for me is that you need to have a rapport with them. They need to feel good to you mm-hmm. um, to the point where you need to be able to share your heart and soul to them, right? Because mm-hmm. if you can't have an honest discussion and say whatever you feel like you need to say, the coaches of no value to you, right? And I always feel like I don't want to necessarily be with a coach that is so far up the chain that i i can't relate to right so it's a really it's um it's something you have to look forward to but f- for me it's it's life experience and some 20 year olds have life experience unfortunately. Oh yes. unfortunately um, yeah, sure. so, but i really think the number one thing is you really need to be able to connect with that person to feel like you can work with them to, to change your life the way you want sure. it to go or to enhance it, whichever way you want to look at it but the connection is, it's a number one priority. If you don't have it,
0: move on. Right. <clears throat> Good. And again, I'm not knocking 20-year-olds because I've learned a lot from young people. Um, and there are some that can help all of us, obviously. But right. uh, yeah. it's as you say, it's got to be that connection that you can get on with. So while I've got your attention, <clears throat> I'm sidetracking a little bit, but you've worked on your own or from home for, for quite a few years, by the sound of things, new entrepreneurs who you coach, what advice would you give our listeners who are just starting to work from home, work on their own without the comfort of the factory floor or the water cooler conversations in the office? What, what would your advice be for those sort of new entrepreneurs?
2: Um, well, what's worked for me and I've been doing it for over 20 years. So, um, and I actually did teach a lot of, um, Young entrepreneurs at a private college in Toronto for seven years, and how to start mm. their business. But the number one thing for me is is be very dedicated. Um, you know, set your hours. If you're working from eight to four, work from eight to four. Mm. Don't get mm. distracted. And that's a nice thing that we don't have coolers in our house. We don't have people chatting in our back here, right? Because you can be really focused. But it's not a busy focus you need to be. It has to be a productive focus. That's so absolutely. So it's really about you know establishing some some guidelines around working it's really important at home i remember when my children were young when i started and i said if that door's closed i'm working but you can knock I'll, I'll know you need me and i'll come out but in the meantime i need to you know this is this is work otherwise uh, a lot of times spouses or, or the children will think well you're you at home you maybe you're not really working yeah. that much you can bother you right it's like no pretend i'm not at home pretend i'm in my office at work somewhere else you know so so it's It's setting up those really good guidelines and structure where people know uh, or you know that you're in this work mind. That's
0: it. Yeah. And uh, Kathleen and I, as well, have both worked from home for many years. And uh, as you say, you've got to set up those structures. You've got to be disciplined. And I I find you've got to use technology sensibly. I don't know how you feel. It's so easy to look at new stuff, think, wow, that might be good and waste a lot of time looking at it instead of just uh, doing what you should be doing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I had an accountant when I first started and she gave me some really sage advice. And she said, do what you do best and leave the rest. Leave the rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I'm not a great accountant. I don't like it. And so I just kind of move it on over there and I just work to make, to make my money, to build my career. But the things like that, I'm not interested in doing somebody needs to do it. It's just not me. Some
1: other small business.
0: Yeah. 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 You're right there. Back to you for a minute.
1: Yes. Getting back to your coaching, Lucy. And I know that because I know you, you're a very intuitive individual. And so when you're coaching with someone, when you first meet them, I know that you're drawing in on that intuition. Have you have you always had that um, ability or that gift? I think I have. It's unfortunate, though, when you get
2: caught up in the world, sometimes you don't realize that you have it. And you get caught up in this little bit of a, you know, a little bit of that, um, what do you call that, mouse on that little treadwheel or that, what do you call
0: ha- it? Hamster, isn't it?
2: That's it, <laughs> hamster on that one wheel, go around and around. Yeah, And, and I, know, I think sometimes we're working so fast, so hard, so busy that we don't stop to think. But it's always been there for me. I've just become much more um, better at using it to my advantage, especially when I do coaching. Um, because a, a lot of times I can sense there's more to, and then I can draw that from the person. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the real uh, work, Right. Um, when we're talking surface level, it's not so not so great, but when you can really get down to the meat and down to the heart and soul, then you know you got a connection. I always have a box of kleenex close by because that's when I know they've got to the tears, I know I right
1: there. It's the right spot. So Yeah. You know how to to delve deep, to to do a deep dive with people and somehow they get comfortable enough with you to yeah. be able to just just unload and, and so I, I commend you for that as well. Thank you. Yeah. Peter,
0: Uh, I was uh, my mind was running away down the spiritual, and I I, I hit the word of solitude, and um, I'm comfortable with solitude. I I walk every morning for forty five minutes, and I'm quite happy out there. I'm lucky. I live on a farm, so I walk down through lovely trees and fields. So I'm fortunate, and I'm comfortable with solitude. But just uh, keeping my ears open, again, with the shutdown and people staying at home, I, I hear a lot of people are not comfortable with solitude, and, and yet I think it's a very valuable part of our existence. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I, my question is, why aren't you comfortable with solitude? Yeah. Right? Because you, if, you're, if you're not comfortable listening to yourself, then, then there's, there's a problem that needs to be worked on, Right. I I love solitude, Um, I have no issues being alone, I don't need people to keep me company. Um, And so, but if you're needing to always be busy and people chatting at you and being in company, then you need to ask yourself the question, why?
0: Absolutely. I think
2: the balance is very, very important, right? Um, so that would be like a fair amount of coaching going on to, to figure out like, why do you need to have someone always there?
0: Always there. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Because often I I've been that way in my past where, um, because things weren't good at home many, many years ago, I started running and between working extra long hours in my management job and running that just took my mind away from everything else. And, um, and yeah, so busy can be an escape too, can't it?
2: Yeah. Yes, but it does catch up with you, right? And then yeah. you have to ask yourself, why are you running? That's Where right. Where are you running to?
0: Yeah, or yeah.
2: Where are you running away from, right? So those are all really important questions, but I don't know that people spend the time to ask themselves those questions.
0: I, I don't know about you. I find I'm close to 70, as you can see from the gray beard. And
2: um, I couldn't I, tell. Uh, I'm oh, awesome. thank,
0: thank you. That's the kindest thing anyone said to me for days, <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Lucy, I, I find reflecting gets easier with age, and and I've found that probably over the last twenty years. Um, I think it's also from a practical point of view, no children to worry about. My grandchildren all live far away, so they're not a distraction. Um, yeah, I just find it's, it's easier to reflect on things as I get older, and I don't have to be busy all the time. That's what I find.
2: Yeah, and it's really interesting that you say that, and I, I really think it depends on where we come from and how we're brought up and sure. what goes on. Like, you know, sometimes we're just taught to be busy, right? Yeah. And, and in my household, my children were not busy 24-7. I didn't think that that was the appropriate thing to do. You know, if they had, a, they had an event to go to on a Monday night, Tuesday night, they were at home. Put your feet up. Let's think about what are we doing. If we'll pull out a book or something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's about the balance. But I find now it's just like we're in such a busy, busy environment. Everybody does more and more to keep busy. And it's like it should be the opposite. But, you know, when I look at my, my, both my children, they're, they're already they're in their late 20s and one's 30. And they're, they're already toning down their busyness. They're already living in the country, having the quiet lifestyle, deciding and knowing that's not the right thing. And so, yes, you and I may have waited till we're older, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm seeing some younger generations following us now, yep. Yep. and I love it because it's not all about the big house and the big career and how many cars we can have in the driveway. It's about the peace of mind, the peace in your heart, and I love the fact that the young, the young generation starting to see that a lot sooner than
0: us sooner than we did sure and maybe yeah. this whole this whole shutdown thing is the reset that makes more people think like that too
2: let's but
0: hope yeah we're, we're getting to the end of our time so we need to ask you to tell our listeners and uh, viewers our audience how they can contact you for your various types of coaching so
1: okay
2: well I have uh, various websites but you can catch me at fourniercoaching.com Um, that would probably be the easiest my phone number is on there that you can and my emails on there as well so um you'll catch me um there for sure and then i have other websites but once you punch my name in lucy fournier um you'll see all my websites and you can make the contact that way that's probably the easiest way
1: that's great what would you say to somebody out there who's who's never worked with a coach before and they don't know what to expect in a coach and they're sort of sitting on the fence um, whether or not it, they might benefit from one. What would you say to those types of people?
2: I would say go and have a peek at my blog that Kathleen Beauvais, my lovely friend, helped me write. <laughs> but it's totally amazing because it tells you the difference between a coach and a counselor and what you can expect. And people just do not really know. Sure. They go a live coach, it's like well-used word, blah, 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 But at the end of the day, it's very helpful service to give to people and for you to accept, right? But, um that blog says it all, uh, as in what you can expect. And um, yeah, and have a peek there. I mean, that's probably the easiest question answer to, to give out, really.
0: Well, there good. we are. <clears throat> that's good news. So well, people know how to contact you. And again, from, I don't know Lucy as well as Kathleen does, but I've seen the results in Kathleen. And from what I know of Lucy, I would highly recommend anyone who's thinking about getting a coach, make some contact with Lucy. Absolutely. Kathleen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it back to you. That's the end of it for me today. Would you like to finish our show off as you normally do in your great style? Thanks, Kathleen.
1: Oh, thank you, Peter. Thank you. and Thank you to everybody again for tuning in. Again, please, we welcome all comments. And uh, if you're ever interested in being interviewed on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you as well. And in the meantime, thank you to Lucy for joining us today. It was such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.
2: Bye everybody.